Jewel Radio presents What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use. Good evening, everyone. I'm Christine Bentley with Kate Wheeler, and you're listening to What She Said, brought to you tonight by Roar Publishing, from concept to content. Tonight, we're going to take a look at something all of you will be interested in, some of the biggest mistakes first-time homebuyers make with real estate and money expert, Lemur Markman. This is great, Kate. Yeah, she's put together a six-week online course called Home Purchasing Secrets, and it teaches prospective first-time buyers the ins and outs of the house purchasing process. And she's provided counsel so far on more than 300 Canadian real estate deals, and she's going to have some great tips for you tonight. Mm -hmm. And from home buying to home insurance, McLeish Orlando's Alison Burrison is going to go over everything that it covers if it's mandatory to have home insurance, and how to maximize insurance that will cover you for potential liabilities, some of them you may not have thought of. Wow, that's that's going to be good. I will have to check my insurance policy is due next month, so I will be double-checking it. We are also joined tonight by Ottawa-born actress Caitlin Wells, who you may know from the hit series Anne with an E. She has some exciting movie projects coming up, and we're going to talk to her about that, as well as her recent trip to L.A. Mm. Film critic Anne Brody... God bless her, Kate, has just come off uh, <laughs> all of TIFF and everything else. And she so she has a long list of movies and TV reviews for us tonight. If you missed it, Anne did a great interview with Mike White this week about Brad Status, a new movie he wrote and directed, where we find Ben Stiller playing a dad comparing his life with those of his four college friends, wondering what it would be like to have their well-paying and glamorous jobs. And that's out this weekend. Now, we also uh, have a contest underway for a new movie starring Joan Collins and Pauline Collins, who are not related. It's called The Time of Their Lives. We're giving away double passes to see the film in Toronto and Vancouver, thanks to Pacific Northwest Pictures. So head on over to the WhatSheSaidTalk.com contest page and enter quickly because it ends Sunday night. And a very timely topic, uh, travel expert Candace Derrick's going to be here to talk about traveling during hurricane season. You sure don't want to miss that one. And closing out the show tonight, we have the Command Sisters, a pop duo from Alberta, now based in Toronto. They'll be performing their debut single, Low Profile, for us in our live studio sessions. So don't go anywhere. What she said, we'll be right back with Canadian actress Caitlin Wells. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Centre is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. Don't go higher for desire. Put it in your head, baby. The Toronto International Film Festival was a busy one for Ottawa-born actress Caitlin Wells, who joins us in studio this evening. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe you began your career at the age of 14 yes. with a background in theatre, but a love for the screen. So tell us all how that all got started. Yeah, so when I was younger, I was like a really, I was not a shy kid. I was that kid that was outgoing, that like wanted to be on the stage. Um, I really just had all of this energy. And so when I was younger, I used to do like theater and, you know, school plays and then community theater. And then it was when I auditioned for um, an art school in Ottawa that I started to really get serious about it. And it was in grade nine. They said, oh, Caitlin, like you got to check out this um, this agency in Ottawa. It's called Angie's Talent. Look into it. So I did. And then I went out and I auditioned for them and they signed me like on the spot. And so that's kind of how I got into the whole film and television side of things. What did your parents think of this? Because you were, <laughs> sounds like you were pretty young. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, my parents were very supportive of it, but they were definitely surprised a little bit because um, I was always that kid. I said, okay, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to do it myself. Don't worry. I got this. And I think I was like eight or something. And I said, okay, mom, I want to be an actress. And she says, okay. 
And then out of nowhere, I just like picked up the phone. I think I Googled like acting in Los Angeles or something. And I called some random Los Angeles number and I was like, this is it. Like, this is my ticket. And when my mom, I literally ran to my mom. I was like, mom, like there's somebody on the phone from LA. Like I want to do this. She's like, what have you done? (laughs) 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 Exactly. And so I think she knew very early on that this is what I wanted to do. So by the time I found like a real avenue to go through with it, she was like, okay, this makes sense. Okay, so you were in the movie Cyberbully yes. alongside Hannah Montana, Alum, Emily Osmond. Was mm-hmm. that was that your first movie? Yeah, that was my first major film. I think before that, I had done like a commercial or something, and like just like Toronto local commercial, whatever. And that was like the second project I'd ever booked. And Room with Brie Larson. Yes, yeah, we shot that. Well, what year are we in now? Twenty seventeen. Uh, I shot <laughs> that in twenty fourteen or something, and then it came out twenty fifteen. But most recently as Mary Jo in the hit CBC Netflix series and with an E, which just got renewed for season yes, two. Yes, we are very excited. So, tell, yeah, tell us about that show. So um, Anne is one of those projects where it's a Canadian classic. Everybody knows you know, what Anne of Green Gables is or they know the idea of it. And where our kind of remake uh, picks up is just... Anna's a 13-year-old, you know, she's just gotten to Green Gables, and then it's a, a seven-episode arc just of how Anne's life is is in this little town, and um, and then I get to play the character of Mary Jo, and she's the maid to the Barry household, and it's just a really fun, welcoming, family-friendly set. It's really nice. And where are you filming it? We film it in Toronto, so mm-hmm. I think the first week of production was done out in PEI because that's where it's originally mm-hmm. set, and they got exterior shots and all that, and now we've transferred to uh, a soundstage in Toronto and then Pickering for other kind of like exterior shots as well. Mm-hmm. So you were at TIFF uh, talking about your role in the new hit uh, Freeform series, The Bold Type. Yes. Tell us about that one. So uh, the bull type is it's a really cute show, and not just because I'm in it, but like I've watched <laughs> it from the very first episode till we just had the season finale, um, and it's uh, a really cute show. We film it in Montreal, mm-hmm. and it's about three young women working in a magazine. I think it's based off of like the Cosmo editor's life, and um, it's a really great story about three young women who are trying to succeed in a business world, but they're just being themselves. And they're just, they have integrity, they have friendship. And it's nice to kind of fill that slot that um, Pretty Little Liars had. That was a really great show for young women to watch. Now the bold type's kind of like the next up and coming. That's awesome. And and I can't believe this just continues. You're also going to be in a Lifetime original thriller called The Psycho She Met Online. Yes. That sounds very, <laughs> very scary. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I think this is the second time I've done a thriller movie, just by chance, I guess. And um, it was really fun to shoot. And actually, it was one of those roles where I play a, a girl named Pamela And not to give too much away, but um, I go through an issue with my family. I lose a family member, and it's really tough on her. And so it was one of those roles where it was not physically demanding, but emotionally so. Like, it was a hard challenge as an actor, and I really appreciated it. And I think um, anytime you get to go on set and challenge yourself and feel accomplished by the end of it is a really successful feeling. Now, you're just fresh off the tarmac from a whirlwind trip to L.A., yes. uh, meeting with all kinds of people. What are your hopes? Like, what, where, where do you think you're going? So uh, my hope right now is um, by January, I'd like to move out to L.A. Um, I'm kind of in talks with contracts and, and looking for representation out there. And I've met with some really informative and really great people. Um, and the two weeks that I was out there, it was... Uh, I was on set, and then I just happened to make some really great connections with some great people. So it's kind of like all in talks. But, yeah, the hope is to be out there by January for pilot season and work and just kind of like migrate over there and start my career in the American market. Well, can you not do that living with a base here, or is it more difficult? No, it's not difficult. I mean, the Toronto scene, or really the Canadian scene, is great right now. It's booming. We have so many projects that are being shot here, so it's a really great time to be a Canadian actor. But I just find that um, the roles that we have here in Canada 
are different from what might be offered in LA. And unfortunately, it's really sad, but I think a lot of the time when you have a project come shoot in Canada, by the time they get here, most of the main roles have already been cast and they do that out of LA. So I think if I were to go to LA, it's just kind of a different market with different opportunities. And I just want to try it all out. So what does pilot season involve? Good question. Um, Pilot season, it usually runs from January to, I don't know, a couple months later. It's like two or three months. And um, that's when a lot of the auditions are happening for new shows. So any, anything you see premiering in the fall is usually cast at the beginning of the year. Um, they shoot a pilot, and then hopefully the hope is you get picked up, and then your show goes to air. So all the major roles in TV um, and film most often come out in January during pilot season. Hmm. So uh, have you ever gone through pilot season before? Not in the L.A. market. I've done so here in Toronto. And it's really nice because as an actor, you know, things pick up. You have more work or you have more opportunities for work, which is nice. But I've, I haven't been through it in L.A. And I've heard it's just quite the experience. Well, I can, we can imagine. We're, I'm thinking about, you know, going to an audition every day or maybe <laughs> two auditions every day, like oh, yeah. models, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds um, hectic. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. And... I mean, it's like you're grateful for it, but you definitely can't deny that it's exhausting going from one audition to the next. You definitely having been through it more than once, you kind of build these tools and these kind of tips and tricks to figure out how you get through it to make sure you keep your energy up, you're focused. And also learning how to handle rejection. Yes. Not take it personally. Oh, for sure. In this business, rejection is something, it's unavoidable. There's like, it's impossible to go out for every audition and then book every audition. You're not meant to play every role. Although you have to go into an audition feeling that way, thinking, yeah, yeah, like this is it. This is me. I'm the perfect actress for it. But at the end of the day, you realize that, okay, you have to wait for your right project and it will come. And that rejection is no reflection on you or your talent. That just, that one wasn't meant to be. And so by the time you do get to the role that you're meant to play, rejection's kind of secondhand. You're like, well, I know, I believe in myself. I know what I can do. And that's just part of the business. Now, how can people follow along with you on, on social media or Yes, I have, um, I have an Instagram account and a Twitter. They're both, their handles are I am Caitlin Wells, so you can't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love to keep up with everybody on both social media sites. But Instagram's really nice because I can talk back with, um, with fans or friends or family. And um, it's, it's really personal. So you can follow me on there. And I should just say that your name is spelled, for anybody who's listening and wants to find out, K-A-T-E-L-Y-N as opposed to C-A-I-T. Exactly. Oh, yeah. The amount of people who look at my name, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, where's the I? I'm like, no, there's no I. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. This was so refreshing, and we wish you the best. Thank you so much. This is what she said. Stay with us. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazarene Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Centre. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism.
Want to know more about the music and the musicians you love? Today we're talking about five bands that have been at it for a very long time. The entire album was recorded over three weekend sessions for a cost of $6,000. Whenever I do an impression of Bob Dylan, that's the only line that I do. Tangle up in blue. That's, that's it. And you that's, do it. That's very all I do. Well. I do can't it again. do it. Tangle up in blue. <laughs> what that Eric Alper knows will spin your head Sundays on What She Said Talk. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Welcome back to What She Said. Tonight we are delving into Toronto's housing market. And goodness knows, we've been hearing stories about lenders uh, becoming more conservative, appraisers lowering home valuations. Many home buyers suddenly finding themselves short on financing. Some sellers even threatening lawsuits. Joining us tonight is a real estate and money expert who is going to share the biggest mistakes first-time home buyers make and... More importantly, how to avoid them. Lee Moore Markman, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So you, you already have advice for what we just talked about, backing out of an offer. And it's little known, yet a simple step that's often not advocated. Tell us what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason why this is even coming about is because we've come from a very, very hot market where you know it's been rising quickly. And so as a result of that, people have been told in order to purchase or actually acquire a property, there's no need for conditions. Now, the market has turned significantly, as you know, and even if you are pre-approved from your lender to be able to get a mortgage, Mm -hmm. people don't realize that the property needs to be approved as part of the process. So the best way to avoid getting into the situation where you don't have enough money to cover the property is make sure that you have a financing condition and that you have an appraisal done. And do not lift that financing condition until the appraisal has come in and you know that your lender is going to provide you the amount of money that they told you they would up front. I find it interesting that you actually said that when you bought your first home, you made thousands of dollars in yes, mistakes. Yes, I was 26 when I bought my first condo in the downtown skyline of Toronto. And I had no idea what I was doing at the time. I was just trusting blindly all the advice that I got. And in hindsight, now that I know better, I can quantify that I made at least $9,000 of mistakes. So, Tell. Yeah, I mean, one of the ones is actually one of my big tips is that if you have uh, a financial gift that's coming from somebody in your family and you haven't maximized your RSP contribution to 25000 which is the amount that you can take out on the first-time home buyer's plan, interest-free, then you need to put the money in there. And that's what a lot of people don't think about, right? So you may be putting money aside for your retirement, but not necessarily be thinking, oh, my parents are giving me a gift. And it's very common to get a gift from the bank mm-hmm. of mom and dad but not recognizing that if you put that into your RRSPs first and then take it out, and it only has to be in there for 90 days, you actually have a significant tax benefit when you get your your next tax return, or you could save that even for future years. Wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another tip in here about deposits. Yes. So typically when people put in a deposit, you know, your realtor will often encourage you to put in a sizable deposit. And again, that's to appease the seller. But typically the seller wants to hold the deposit. Mm -hmm. Now, where that becomes a little bit tricky is if when you're doing your conditions, you've got home inspection and you find there's issues with the property or your financing doesn't come through, as we already talked about, and you need to pull out of the offer. When the seller is holding your deposit, Sometimes it can take a long time for them to give it back to you. And I've even seen some really tricky situations where folks haven't gotten back their entire deposit. So my recommendation is when you're putting in a deposit, give the deposit to your own lawyer to hold in trust. That way, if you pull out of the deal, there's no issues and you get your money back right away. Well, you better. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And when the market is really hot, mm-hmm. you know, and you're ready to put your offer down in a next property, if it's taken you a few weeks to get it back, it can really set you back into getting into the market. So to date, you've provided counsel on more than 100 purchase and sale offers and made more than 300 Canadian real estate deals. So so tell us about big mistakes that you've seen 
other than you, first-time home buyers make? Yeah. So, I mean, to, to clarify, I teach real estate investing across Canada. So right. I help a lot of my students and provide counsel on their deals. Um, you know, some of the mistakes that I see is not calculating your closing costs properly. You know, people may not consider the fact that there can be a lot of adjustments, right? So there's elements where you may have to pay for the property taxes that the seller has already paid. You may be paying them back. So the timing may be a little bit off. So ensuring that you really know what costs to expect can make a really big difference and that you're not caught off guard at the 11th hour. Mm-hmm. So you've created a Canada's first ever course on home buying, which I think is fascinating because as Kate and I were saying earlier, you buy with your heart, but then you pay for it for 30 years. Yeah, and this uh, actually came about because in the GTA area, when the market started changing in the springtime, I had such a massive outreach from millennials saying, okay, wait, this is our first time we can actually get into the market. And they had just so many questions that I thought, hold on a second. Of course, there really is nowhere for someone to get unbiased advice. Of course, you know, you're going to have your professionals that help you. But in the next sentence, I heard first time home buyers saying, yeah, but they get paid from the process. So they may or may not have my best interest at heart. So the course that I've created is called Home Purchasing Secrets, and it can be found at homepurchasingsecrets.com. And it's a six-week online course where I give the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the entire process outlined so that folks know what to expect and know what are the big mistakes that are very common that people make. So do you do you talk to them at all about, let's say, choosing an agent? Absolutely. I talk about all of the professionals that they need to work with on their team, and I provide interview guides on the questions that you should be asking them. Most people choose their realtor and their real estate professionals the way they choose a restaurant. Like, they just get a recommendation. I walked into an open house. This gal smiled at me. That doesn't mean that she's qualified yeah. to negotiate on the biggest purchase of yes, your life. I remember my first, the first agent I ever used uh, priced my house low. And then I realized, and she said, well, I sell thousands and thousands. She priced them all low, never had to spend a dime on marketing. They were gone in 48 hours. And I said, no, I'm not selling my house for that. So I bumped it up 25000 It was still gone in 48 hours. But that's what, you know, those mm. things yeah. that you don't. So you don't know, which is why in these interview guides, I have all the questions that you should be asking these professionals to find out if they really are the right person for you. Now, there's lots of great professionals out there. Oh, there are tons of them. Yeah. But you want to make sure that you end up with someone that you really trust and has your best interest in heart. And if you know what to ask them up front, you can very quickly decipher if they're good for you or not. I hear a lot of people say that you uh, may need an agent to sell your house, but you don't need one to buy one. Because if you walk in, the agent selling that house is your new best friend. Well, the agent selling your house, who people say is your new best friend, actually has no responsibility to you because they're selling the house. So their Mm -hmm. primary responsibility is to the seller. So, you know, in that situation, it's called double ending from a realtor's perspective. And I sort of view that as, you know, someone's playing a poker game and looking at everybody's hand. So really, the only person, in my opinion, who wins in that scenario is is the realtor. So as a buyer, it is good to have a realtor who's very savvy, who knows what's happening. You know, they've looked at a lot of the properties before they take you there, and they could be a really good negotiator on your part. So I do think it's important to have your own representative from a realtor perspective. And from the perspective of what you choose, uh, you know, I mean, you can have... I don't know, 10, 15 houses on a street, and they're all about the same. What makes one worth more than the other? Well, Because that's a mistake I would certainly make. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, we haven't been in a situation where there's 10 or 15 down the no. street. But, you know, I think it's it's up to the individual to really identify what are their top priorities in the property. Is it, you know, that it's been new and updated? Is it the location? Is it, you know, uh, some of the uh, amenities surrounding it? So you really have to decide for yourself what are your top priorities when you're looking for a home. And then, you know, when you find it, work with your agent to get the best possible price that you can for that property. So course registration for home purchasing secrets runs until October 1st? October 1st. Class starts on October the 2nd. 
and uh, they can enroll at homepurchasingsecrets.com. And I'm really proud to be providing Canada's first unbiased real estate uh, advice. Okay, and on that, um, we should note that your council is independent. You're, it's not affiliated with any real estate organization or financial institution. Absolutely not. I'm a private investor, and I have had a lot of experience, and I'm just really sharing with people what it is that I've learned to help them to avoid some of the mistakes. I don't replace any of the roles of the professionals on their team, but you know, I, I want to share the good, the bad, and the ugly of the industry so people don't make mistakes and can save their hard-earned money. Is it? Is it... Would you say it's just for first-time home buyers, or should everyone that is interesting in, in moving? I would say it? it's interesting for anyone who's buying a home. There's elements that are specific to buying your first home, like you know the first-time home buyers plan, some grants, and some things that are available as a first-time home buyer. And I would say first-time home buyers are the ones who maybe have more questions and are, and are more cautious about mm-hmm. should I enter the market now or later, or which home to buy. Well, this sounds awesome. I I I think I should take the course. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much for having me. What a timely and and great segment. I mean, great tips and, and great course. This is what she said. We'll be right back. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35+. plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call 416-340-7270. Fear of missing out? FOMO flies out the door when you listen to Lena. Who knew? I hope everyone will know by the end of this segment. Every time you come in, you have such great news to share with us. Oh, thank you. I love sharing great news. Yes, I want everyone to know about it because it is such a great cause. I almost had tears in my eyes. Yeah. It is phenomenal. OMG. OMG. <laughs> Join What She Said Weekends and find out what lifestyle blogger Lena Almeida is loving. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Well, that music means our film critic Anne Brody is joining us now. And if you didn't get a chance to get downtown and see a movie or two or 20 for TIFF, a couple of them are in theaters this weekend. Let's start, Annie, with Brad's status. It stars Ben Stiller. We loved your interview with the writer and director Mike White. Oh, he's such a talent. He's amazing. And he, he's only done very small films in the past, but this is his, his biggest deal, I think. And Ben Stiller plays a middle-aged fellow who's just, uh, eternally jealous. He's jealous of all his friends who he believes are more successful than he is. He takes his son around on a tour of colleges, and his son's brilliant, and he becomes jealous of his son. So there just doesn't seem to be any happiness for this poor guy. But, I mean, it's obnoxious, but the writing, Mike White's writing, is just superb. It's satirical, it's poetic and bold and acid. Um, you know, and it just reminds us all, especially when you're Ben Stiller's character's age, that uh, comparing yourself to others is odious. Yeah. And there's no, there's no point to it. Absolutely. So. What about Stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal? 
You know, that is about uh, Jeff Bauman, who lost his legs mm-hmm. in the Boston Marathon. He was there to cheer on his girlfriend. Jake plays uh, jo- Jeff, and Tatiana Maslany plays the girlfriend. So he was two people over from one of the bombers. He saw the bomber, and uh, he lost his legs, and you saw the pictures of him being wheeled around in a wheelchair. So it basically followed his story, and he comes from a lower-class Boston family, and um, and I'm sure that family isn't too happy with the way it's portrayed. It's really, you know, sort of coarse and gross and and sort of impatient with him and everything. But uh, he, he succeeded. He came through. He was suicidal. He had all kinds of problems, and he was presented at a big uh, sports game and against his will. So he was sort of against it. Um, he just wanted to be left alone, but apparently his story has inspired a lot of people. And so, you know, he agreed to do the movie. It's rough and it's gritty, but uh, you can, you know, you can learn from it. The first Kingsman movie was an out-of-the-blue hit. How does the sequel, The Golden Circle, compare? Well, I loved it. I loved the <laughs> first many one. Didn't. Many oh, didn't. Many didn't like it. So it's still Taron Edgerton, who's really cool, and he walks into dancers. Fascinating to watch him. He's um, the newbie. He's the new trainee of the spy group that's headed by Collins, who, you know, is gone at the end of the first one. So the the team, Mark Strong and uh, Taron Edgerton, have to go to Kentucky. There's a clue on their whiskey bottle in London. They have to go to Kentucky. There's something up there. They're trying to uh, find out who's responsible for poisoning all the recreational drugs <laughs> in oh, the world. Damn them! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they go to this. Uh, they meet Channing Tatum, who's a cowboy, a very attractive cowboy. And um, Colin first character's in there, and he's in complete regression. All he wants to do is think about butterflies. He doesn't want to be a spy, and he's a fugue, you know, but mm-hmm. okay. so Julianne Moore plays this drug cartel leader and she's built herself in Americana village in the middle of town and she is cruel beyond belief. It's just sensational. Um, John appears. He's fantastic. Hmm. Okay. And now we have a contest up on our website. If you want to see this next movie, how is time of their lives with Joan Collins and Pauline Collins in? Oh, it's so much fun. It's really sweet. These two old gals go off on a jaunt to Europe. Actually, they're going to a funeral. But all kinds of things happen romantically. Uh, It's really a ball of fun. I loved it. Now, Joan Collins is no relation to Pauline Collins. That must be confusing a lot of people. (laughs) Oh, I must say there's one really tender moment when Joan Collins, in despair, takes off her makeup and her wig, and it's really a lovely moment. That's got to be seen. That's, uh, That's brave of her. Given mm-hmm. What is she, 84, 85, somewhere up was, around yeah, there? Yeah, and she's, she's extremely beautiful. Well, so, you know, once beautiful, always beautiful, I mm-hmm. suppose. Yeah, that's true. So um, if you're interested in the tickets, we're giving away uh, double passes to, uh, to the time of their lives in Toronto and Vancouver, thanks to Pacific Northwest Pictures. Head on over to whatshesaidtalk.com to enter. But quick, the contest ends Sunday at... Midnight. Now, I know, Christine, quickly we can talk about uh, the Lady Gaga. She was here for TIFF and to promote her new documentary. It's on Netflix now. Should we be checking it out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially since she's canceled her all of her upcoming uh, tours uh, because she has fibromyalgia. But she is, she is a, a wonder, a living wonder. Well, lots to choose from. Thanks so much for joining us, Anne. Thanks, ladies. Yeah, okay, and we'll see you next week. Or we'll talk we to you next week. We will no, see person. you next week. Okay. <laughs> yes. Joining us now here at What She Said is our travel expert, Candace Derricks from lifeinpleasantville.com. And tonight we're talking about things maybe not so pleasant, Phil, traveling during hurricane season. Well, I mean, as we've seen recently, uh, top of mind for everybody, I'm sure. So uh, I thought maybe we'd just sort of talk about, um, you know, when it is, what to do in case you are there and all of those Things that I think we should all know, mm-hmm. uh, because really hurricane season runs from June 1st to November 30th. So that's half the year. So if you're traveling between June and November, there, the you know, there is a chance 
but albeit slim, <laughs> mm-hmm. for some that you could could run into mm-hmm. this. So the most active month for hurricanes um, is September. Surprise! Yeah, shocker. <laughs> uh, considering we just saw that Harvey ended near the end of August, and then we had Her- Irma, Jose, and Katya in September. Did you see that crazy shot with the three hurricanes? Yeah, I know. Active at once. I mean, that's just absolute insanity. Um, statistically, you're probably best to book in June, July, and November for major hurricanes um, not happening in those months. Um, so I think a good thing for everybody to do, considering, you know, six months of the season is, of the year is hurricane season, is before you go, uh, go to the National Hurricane Center website and you can see all active um, tropical depressions, storms, and hurricanes before you go. Uh, we're, we're departing for Jamaica ourselves this week. And so I've been on it daily looking to see if there's anything developing or if there's anything that I should be just generally keeping at the back of my mind in case something happens. So when you buy your tickets or you're traveling, what are you doing regarding insurance for that? Well, that's we're going to get right to that. Uh, Because, um, I mean, obviously, medical insurance insurance is a must when you travel. Mm -hmm. Uh, my, My mother, just brief story, my mother ended up in a hospital in Mexico for a week. Uh, one time. And if it wasn't for the rock solid medical insurance she had, the bill probably would have bankrupted them. It mm. was well over $30,000 for a week. U.S. Uh, <laughs> that, okay. that stings, right? Yeah. Uh, but often overlooked, and I think not even overlooked, but I think ignored is trip cancellation and trip interruption insurance. I think people just think the odds are in their favor and they're not going to bother. What's the difference between interruption and cancellation? Well, cancellation is if your trip gets canceled uh, by the provider or uh, depending on the insurance you've bought, you can also cancel for any reason. Okay. So say there's a hurricane developing and you're nervous about going. I mean, even though it may not get, it's looking like it may not approach you, you can cancel. It's sort of a for any reason cancellation. So when you're buying your trip uh, cancellation insurance, look at that to see if that's in there for you, to give you peace of mind, especially if you're nervous about that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, trip interruption insurance is if you're, uh, you know, halfway through your trip and you have to leave and you've lost four days of your holiday. You would be reimbursed for those four days. But wouldn't the airline be contacting you and saying, we're not providing this flight, so you have to leave on an earlier flight? I mean, if if there were a hurricane developing and you had to leave, inter, you know. So if you were in destination, uh, depends who you go with. I mean, if you've booked and you if you've booked through an airline, but you've arranged your own um, hotel by yourself, like it's all separate, right. mm-hmm. uh, then you're going to have to figure all of that out when you're in destination. I think like you would have to contact your airline to see what they're doing. If it's a package provider, then normally they will be in touch with you and, um, and, and tell you you've got to leave. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But if so, you have trip, trip interruption uh, insurance, then you will be able to collect on what your lost time when you get home. Ah, okay. So yes. they may not necessarily have to refund you even? Well, it depends if you bought it through the insurance. But it, I mean, you, again, I think people have to look at the, the mm-hmm. fine print when they're booking their holidays, which let's face it, we Most all of sort don't. of just go yeah. click and we don't look. Uh, but you have to look at that. What is uh, most um, airline providers will have a hurricane policy. So like I said, considering this is six months of the year, we should all be looking at that and finding that. And what is the hurricane policy when you're booking between June and November so that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, what, you, you know, what um, recourse you have in case your trip is interrupted. Uh, when I was researching this segment, I came across this, uh, I just had to bring this because it was like sort of odd to me. There's a company called globalrescue.com. And it's an insurance company, and they're the leading provider of medical evacuation, repatriation, and security extraction services. So if you want to pay the $750 a year for your family of four, if you found yourself in a situation where you wanted to be evacuated, you could call them up. That actually, well, we were actually talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure one should rely on the Canadian government and the other taxpayers to rescue. Well, I think you I think this was a, this was a really unique situation yes. for sure. It was devastating. A lot of uh, lessons learned in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, before you travel, um, I would say that everybody needs to find out the number of the Canadian consulate in the country that they're traveling to, mm-hmm. and to put it on a piece of paper with other numbers you may need: insurers, physicians, family members, and keep it on a piece of paper. So that you have access to it in case your phone dies. You don't want all your information on your phone if your battery goes. 
You're absolutely right. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Well, Candace, thank you so much for joining us. This is very timely information. Actually. And I'm going to actually have a, a blog post up on this in Life and Pleasant, but we'll put some more detail into it. We'll chat with you again in a few weeks. Okay. Thank you. This is what she said. We'll be right back. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Boomer Nutrition Energy Protein Powder is the first protein supplement specifically designed for people over 40. Their research-based formula helps your body combat aging by maintaining lean muscle and slowing age-related muscle loss with added B vitamins for energy and leucine. Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder helps you increase metabolism and support a healthy lifestyle. Use code WSSRADIO at Amazon.ca to save 25%. Visit MyBoomerNutrition.com for details. Be ageless. Live your life with Boomer Nutrition. Feeding the family got you frantic? As feeding two teenage boys, I mean, at the end of the week, that's all I really want to do is save some money on my groceries. Is your fridge ever actually full? Oh, my, no. <laughs> I think I'm the only person that comes to a radio interview with a cooler. Not only was it so much fun, but it was super easy. And even my kids, when we cut into it last night, they even looked at it and they were like, Mom, you made this? I think you can do this in your sleep. Wholesome, on-budget fixes from foodie Charmaine Broughton on What She Said Talk. You're listening to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use on Jewel Radio. Well, most of us have home insurance, but still we hear horror stories about people who find out later that buried in some fine print is a clause that means they aren't covered for whatever just happened to them. Is there an art to buying home insurance? Well, we're going to find that out. McLeish Orlando's Alison Burson joins us this evening. Welcome back, Alison. Thank you. So is home insurance actually a requirement for all homeowners and or renters in Ontario? It isn't. Which is surprising. Um, in uh, With respect to auto insurance, it's absolutely mandatory to mm-hmm. have insurance on your automobile. In Ontario, it is not mandatory to have insurance on your home or if you're renting. Now, most people these days require a mortgage to buy a home given the rising home costs. <laughs> uh, so and a, a, a traditional bank, if it's going to provide a mortgage, mm-hmm. will require that you also have home insurance up to the replacement value of your home. Mm-hmm. And so you will see a lot of people that are homeowners that have home insurance simply because the bank requires them. But if you have a non-traditional loan for your home or you can buy it outright, if you are downsizing, you can buy that home without any home insurance on it. I certainly thought it was a requirement for renters. Uh, Only probably for some renters, but not anywhere in the law is it required. Well, I thought for renters it was it was uh, optional to have it for contents. Yeah, because the owner of the building has insurance. Yeah, no, it's not necessarily. So it could be the owner of the building has insurance for um, the individual units, but in terms of a renting contract, you're not Mm -hmm. required to, in addition, have your your renter's insurance. Now, you would want to have it potentially for your contents. There are a number of people that obviously perils happen, and if they don't have own renter's insurance, then all of their contents are not insured. So if it's not mandatory, how important is it to have it? From a, uh, from a personal injury <laughs> perspective and someone who does this, it is, I find it just as important as auto insurance um, for a number of reasons. Number one, it actually is less expensive than auto insurance. Mm-hmm. We know that auto insurance in Ontario, we have the highest rates in the country. That's true. My, my, yeah, my house insurance is considerably less than my auto it insurance. Is. Yet it covers so much more than just the traditional perils you would think Home insurance covers, like, for example, a catastrophic event like a fire. Mm -hmm. Um, It really extends to so many things from what we were talking about earlier, individual content, to even your personal liability, should you get sued in a non-auto content uh, from someone. 
Or if somebody is injured, like injured in your home or on your property. Absolutely. So um, what we're talking about there is your personal liability. So when you have home insurance, the perils that normally you would expect it to cover is if there's been a fire or um, vandalism or theft. Um, also, you can actually insure individual items up to their replacement value. So if you have uh, jewelry or mm-hmm. art. That's really something that the replacement value is much higher than the cost value. That gets covered under your home insurance. But your personal liability, if someone's injured in your home with respect to, say, faulty steps or something that happens within the home, your home insurance covers you to the extent that they will appoint a lawyer on your behalf if you get sued. And if there's a judgment against you, then they will pay that judgment out of that home insurance policy. In addition, when we talk about personal liability, we've always also represented people that um, their child may be with a caregiver, and that caregiver may have not been watching the child properly or supervising them and the child gets injured. The home insurance for that specific caregiver, if they have home insurance, will cover their liability if that child's injured in any way. They, again, will appoint a lawyer through the insurance company, pay any judgment against them, which means the the insurance will pay any damages that that child um, occurs. What are the perils or exclusions? Yeah. So this <laughs> is this is what's interesting. <laughs> they really are different from one contract to another. And so what I encourage people to do is actually, rather than read a contract with home insurance, which is so difficult to read between the lines and understand the black print, sit out and say, what do I want my home insurance to cover? Am I in an area where floods are very mm-hmm. current? Am I in an area where there are big tree roots and potentially there could be sewer packages, uh, backups? So in your home insurance, there may be specific exclusions for that. But I have found from insurance company to insurance company that other contracts won't necessarily exclude those specific perils. Some of the ones you normally see are the flooding um, or the sewer backups. But I've also then shopped around to insurance companies to say that's important to me because I live near the water. Um, and I'm kind of more concerned with floods and how do I make sure that my home insurance would cover me for that. So those are your typical exclusions. There can be other ones, but they do vary from contract to contract. You've got me thinking. I have a 120-year-old old oak tree in our back garden with a lot of roots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So really different. It's not a standard contract. You can just shop around to different You can. And now, I mean, with case law, the contracts are getting more and more favorable to insurance companies. But you can absolutely negotiate other um, terms within a contract or go from insurance company to insurance company and say, I don't want that standard term out. I want protection for that. Um, And I've even found that some of the rates are lower as I've been shopping around to insurance companies that cover the usual perils or exclusions that are in a contract and other things that are excluded aren't as important to me. I don't think I need, you know, tornado coverage necessarily from where I from where I live. And and that's fine with me. I don't know. You never know. Ontario. (laughs) Anything anything happens. We've we've had a few tornadoes whizzing around lately. Um, When you mentioned personal items. Um, I know with jewelry, you said it is up to, you have to specifically name things over a certain level. Yes. Is it over $1,000 or over? It can change from contract to contract. So the key with personal items is if you have items that the cost may be different than the actual replacement value because they are very rare or an actually Mm -hmm. to go uh, get a a replacement would be much more than say a black book value of something. You would have to show to your insurance company, here's the proof of what I paid for it and the replacement value of it. And I really encourage taking pictures of it as well. Mm -hmm. So many claims come or we get calls about claims where they say, well, how do we know you really had that ring? Or how do we know you really had um, that Van Gogh in the that particular rare um, personal item. And so if you have a picture of it, in addition to now with phones, it's so easy Mm -hmm. with the cloud, pictures of the receipt as well, it's it's very easy to say, here it it is. And I, in my home insurance, opted for the replacement value of it. I think people just shy away. I remember when I first bought a house and and did that and went through the whole list. And it's a a week-long job. It is. You know, Getting all the receipts, taking pictures, making a list, it's its sort of, um, 
Yeah. It is onerous and it's onerous on the insured. But if you have a few small items, you want to make mm-hmm. sure that they're protected. And art is another one um, that has a premium a lot of times, but mm-hmm. it could be well worth it um, given the value of art goes up. It's not that much. It doesn't have to be every item in your home because there is a certain amount that's always covered up to a maximum. And it usually is. $1,000 is kind of the, the right. number we always hear about. What is the personal liability you would recommend that people should have? Well, most of the time, home insurance runs with what your bank requires as the replacement value. So most people have a million dollars potentially as home insurance. Um, I really like a product. It's called an umbrella policy. Mm -hmm. And the umbrella policy is something that you can buy on top of any insurance policy, auto or home, that kind of sits as it talks about as an umbrella if you should get sued and there is a judgment in excess of what your home policy is. So if I get sued for potentially injuries that happen while I'm caring for another child and the judgment's $5 million, my home insurance will pay the first million and I do have an umbrella policy that will pay the excess up to $5 million. And what's interesting about an umbrella policy, it's very inexpensive Hardly anyone knows about it when I ask them about it in the course of my work, yet it covers your auto insurance as well. So if you only have a million in auto insurance, but you get a judgment against you from catastrophically injuring someone, your umbrella and policy will also kick in over and above that $1 million to protect you. So it's a small amount of money that really sits on top of both your home and your auto. Okay, so how much is an umbrella insurance policy? I really can't say for sure, um, but when I look at my policy with my insurance, so I have my home and my auto and my umbrella all with one company, by far my auto insurance is the most expensive. From there, my my house insurance is much less, and the umbrella is really a nominal amount compared to all three of those policies, yet it provides the most amount of insurance when it's umbrellaed on top of my auto and my house insurance. Okay. Allison, where can our listeners connect with you or someone from McLeish Orlando if they need some help? The web, absolutely, at um, McLeishOrlando.com. My profile is there. You can click on uh, my profile and send me an email or call me uh, my direct line and ask any questions. And we do offer free consultations. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. This is what she said. Stay with us. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazarene Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Center. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. What you are listening to is Low Profile, the debut single by Alberta Natives, the Command Sisters. Welcome, Charlotte and Sarah Command, to what she said. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having us. Now, you two are actually sisters. Yes. We are. Uh, What made you want to get up and become a pop duo? How did that get going? It's weird. We actually like grew up singing for as long as I remember together and harmonizing. And originally it started off with more like musical theater stuff. We actually grew up singing country music, which was our entire background. We used to record in Nashville and like did all that stuff. And I think like my sister was always secretly writing these pop songs at home while we'd go to these country shows. (laughs) And then eventually when we moved to Toronto, we were like, yep, probably not doing the right thing for us. And it was a really natural evolution and now we're here today 
That's pretty well, cool. Uh, along with earning yourselves a publishing and production deal, you secured a performance at Yoko Ono's Central Park Peace Sign Movement and Show, honoring John Lennon's 75th birthday. And you were chosen as ambassadors to meet uh, Wills and Kate, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, <laughs> yes. during the visit to Canada. No big deal. How was that? <laughs> that was amazing. Definitely one of my favorite memories of ours. <laughs> a little intimidating, though. <laughs> yeah. They seem nice, though. He was they the nicest. So nice. It was funny. I had a name tag that, that said our name. And... Um, he went up to us and said, hello, Charlotte and Sarah. And for a moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, how does he know our names? <laughs> this is crazy. He can so, read. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. Music can bring you to some pretty weird moments, but that was pretty cool. So how do you describe your style, musically and fashion-wise? Because you're always in killer outfits on, in, on Instagram. Thank you. I think we definitely still carry influences from our country days with the harmonies. and But we also love, like, my sister loves writing, like, pop hooks and... Funky yeah. beats. I'll say it's kind of like retro inspired pop pop music alternative a bit. Yeah. yeah. Now, our producer saw you perform at Taste of Toronto a few months ago and loved what he heard. Aww. Are you planning on releasing an EP or album anytime soon? We're actually just headed into the studio Ooh, right yes. now. We're recording our debut album, which will be out in spring 2018. So we're really excited. This is our first single, and it's so cool that you guys are documenting our first ever commercial release, which is so exciting. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, now that's what you, you said. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You are going to perform Low Profile, stripped down for us. Yes. So quickly tell us what the song is about. Okay, well, I actually wrote the song about a dream I had, uh, which sounds kind of crazy, but it's just about this sort of chaotic... Um, um, very low profile, if you will, relationship where you want to get to know this person and he's just not giving you any information. He's not giving in to you. He's so secretive and you're just trying to get closer to this person, but they're just keeping everything, all the information so secretive. So, yeah, I think yeah. it was like really had to do a lot with uncertainty. At okay. the time um, we moved to Toronto, we switched genres. A lot of the songs that we were writing were like about uncertainty. Very true. Yeah. Okay, so that's available on iTunes and Spotify now. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us. That is our show for this evening. We'll be back tomorrow night at 10. But right now, here's the Command Sisters singing us out with Low Profile. You've been trying to keep a low profile, living that lifestyle. No one knows about it, and no one knows about it. You call me up middle of the night, tell me to come by. Wanna talk about it, I wanna talk about it. Sorry. If I'm coming up too strong But I couldn't get it wrong Cause it's been you all along Lately Baby you've been taking off Don't know how to cope at all When you're here and then you're not You've got your share of secrets Got my share of mine I wanna let you see Into my curious mind We see each other frequently should cross that line Oh, don't you think it's time You've been trying to keep a low profile Living that lifestyle No one knows about it No one knows about it You call me up middle of the night Tell me to come by Wanna talk about it Wanna talk about it See ya a little more on the weekend Cause you've been working a lot less Now I might have a clear target You're good Good at keeping it yourself Hope I can get honest Cause I see through the innocent You've got your share of secrets Got my share of mine I wanna get beneath What we both had behind If all the eyes are even Let's take up the fight Yeah, don't you think it's right? 
Keep a low profile, living that lifestyle. No one knows about it. No one knows about it. You call me up middle of the night, tell me to come by. Wanna talk about it? Wanna talk about it? You, ooh, I, 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 you, ooh, I, 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 you, ooh, I, I, you, ooh, I, Keep a low profile, living that lifestyle No one knows about it, no one knows about it You call me up middle of the night Tell me to come by, wanna talk about it Wanna talk about it You, ooh, I, I, you, ooh, I, I You, ooh, I, I, you, ooh, I, I Keep it, keep it, it'll profile